Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, the movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Mia! Jay! <laughs> See, with Q not here, we can do the intros however we want, and he can't stop us. <laughs> oh. Gotta get the wins when we can. Oh man, I you know I know everyone was expecting to hear his voice at the beginning of this episode, and that's totally understandable. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to High Five Colon the podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Jay. And as always, I am joined with the incomparable M, short for Mia. How are you, my dear? I'm doing pretty good. I love to hear that. Uh, Q, on the other hand, he's out, everybody. Q is out. He was actually commissioned by the city of San Fernando Valley to help with a murder investigation. Uh <laughs> The thing is, he's the suspect. He just doesn't know it. They're just getting oh. him out there. It's a, it's a whole big thing. We don't really need to get into it. There's a whole libel situation. Um, and and honestly, the newspaper out there has asked us to not break the story. Um, Q, we kind of did, though. No, just a little well, bit. I mean, we kind of did. The San Fernando stalker um, is oh. uh, now. We think it might be Q. It's probably not, though. Probably not. Well, but Mia. He's too busy. <laughs> he's too busy out there <laughs> doing whatever it is he's doing. Uh, no, he's out there saving the world, everybody. But Mia, I think you and I need to high five because we got to talk about some movies. Let's do it. All right. High five. Should we high five? High five. High five. High five. High five. High five, son. Woo. High five. Don't let me hang it. Somehow we were worse with just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then with all three of us trying to do like a three-way high five across multiple states, you and I somehow did it worse. So I love <laughs> I it. It's, it's funny because whenever whenever we do it, like I guess Q and I's internal counter is very similar. So yeah, we get, we get there and I, you're just like 0. 0.5 to one second oof. after. I am I'm out. Like at the I'm at the end of the list. It's like. Like, it's not even close for me. And I don't, I think here's what's happening. I'm not going off intuition. I'm going off, like, I'm waiting for one of you guys to move. And then I'm trying to play catch up. And just, I think there's just, that's not going to work. True story. Not going to work. That's so funny. Oh, Mia, I'm, I'm so happy to be back here. Um, you know, as always, our benevolent overlords at Project Hyphen Nerd have allowed us to continue to talk about movies in public. Uh, and, and I'm very happy about it. How have you been? I feel like I haven't talked with you in a long time. Now that he's not here, we can just shoot the shit. We do. We do. I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm uh, 
about to take a trip and then I have a friend visiting. So my next two weeks are rather chaotic. Oh, wow. So, okay. Well, today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, obviously we're, yeah, we're, we're here talking about movies and we're here talking about chaos and we're here talking about real things that happen in real life, like your trip and your friends yeah. coming in. Like life happens, right? Yeah. I think we've all, I think we all know that like this past year, life sure the fuck happened. Uh, <laughs> it happened really hard and it's like for so long god damn life um, unnecessarily long but i think and and i don't remember actually but did you uh did you propose this topic of movies based off true stories yes or okay because i i love this topic but i want you to go in and explain why you proposed it like you put it on the group list and i was so happy to see it good i think there's plenty of movies that develop from books and from video games and from theater and from the general stratosphere that is the mind. Mm -hmm. But I think true stories, of course, because they are true, are ones that pull people in like, oh, I heard about this on the news. Oh, yes. I experienced this, so on and so forth. And it has a different depth uh, that it hits compared to fantasy movies or right. book movies or, you know, stuff like that. The closer it is to real life, the the more people gravitate towards it. And I like that. So I, I wanted to explore and see what movies you have hit you guys that were true stories compared to movies that hit me. I, well, one of the reasons that I was happy about this topic coming up, and it's no secret, I've mentioned it on the show a lot, but I'm a junkie for like, true crime stories and things like that. Now, this isn't true crime. That's what I want to be clear about right now, everybody listening. If you're like, hey, I need a true crime podcast, get out of here. There's a lot of those. <laughs> uh, this is true us. stories. We'll yeah. probably do true crime at some point. Yeah. But the idea of, you know, what you were saying, Mia, like the idea that I can watch a fantasy movie. We watched Labyrinth the other day as a family, oh. and I love that movie. So good. And there are elements that you connect with in that movie. You know, yeah. there are elements of like, oh, she's protecting her brother or not protecting her brother, as it may be. Spoiler alert, everybody. Um, <laughs> but there's something about a movie that you know is based off something that really happened mm -hmm. that uh, I don't know. Some of these stories are weirder than the things people can come up with. And I know that that's sure. not a a unique statement. It's like, well, you couldn't have written that. Yeah. But there are some of these things that it's just, it's, un it's almost unbelievable that they're, <laughs> it really happens. You're just sitting there like, is my life real? Cause if this <laughs> is real, I don't know. <laughs> well, like, cause you can sit and watch a movie like blade or something and be like, all right, cool. You know, I yeah, doubt. Home, don't Wesley's have to think about it. Exactly. I doubt Wesley Snipes is breaking into my house anytime soon to murder yeah. me with a sword. It would be cool, maybe. <laughs> It'd Hashtag be Wesley death, but like it it would be exciting, but that's not likely to happen. But then yeah. you read a story and you're like, oh no, there was a woman who removed a panel from her mirror in her apartment and there was a secret room with uh, homeless people living behind her wall. It's like, Pardon? <laughs> Excuse me? I've been living here all this time, and what? 
yeah, it's like, well, I expected this in the movie about like spoil whatever movie people living in the walls that you want, but Mm -hmm. my goodness. Um, I, now I do have to ask this Mm -hmm. Mia, when you were putting your list together, yes. How, how strict were you when you were going like, how true does it have to be? For instance, Hmm. uh, you know, Fargo is a movie that's famous for like putting at the front of it, like based on a true story or, Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, same type of way. It's like the, the actions are here, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But we all kind of know those aren't. <laughs> like those are confabbed from other things. So okay. when you were putting your list together, like what were you, was it any movie that basically said based on a true story or were you actually trying to dive in and be like, this is a story that can be traced to this activity or this real life happening i mm, i didn't do any history research <laughs> no but, i'm but, not it. Ooh. but okay Boy. so here's a thing that actually was was pretty important to me for four of my choices three and a half of my choices is that for three of them for sure there was like blurbs at the end of like well, now this person is doing that such and such thing, and this person is doing such and such thing, right. like that. That, um, I mean, it would have to be a right a no, real those, story if they're going to do that. Yeah, most um, definitely. Unless we're talking about something like you know Animal House or or like yeah. uh, or the, the uh, Stand by Me. <laughs> oh my um, God. Uh, I was going to say the body, but that's the actual story that the that movie is based off of. Um, But anyway, yes, I totally, I totally agree. Like anything that's going to have a character continuation, like Mm -hmm. these aren't on my list, but like something like the trial of the Chicago seven, you know, like, you know, that that happened. It may not be full on, like everything was exactly how it happened, Mm -hmm. but you know, it, it happened. But Um, as like, as per usual, when it comes to my choices, they have to have been movies that I've watched. Of course. Yeah. And that that's always been like a, a point within yours and Q's list and my list because you guys have seen so many more movies. And I end up like writing down like, okay, I really need to watch this one. I, I gotta really see watch this one. But um, for for me, it was bonus points if they had the blurbs at the end. The, right. the let's see wh- where they are now type of thing. And then right. <laughs> I had to have actually watched them, not know about them. There's plenty of movies that I know about that were sure. real stories, but I, I, I don't, I feel like I can't talk about it if I didn't really watch it. Um, and I would prefer not like I would, I think yeah. I, I will and can and always do speak for Q. And he would say this, <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about, but whatever. Like, I think Jay is going to make a great point about this. And so that's what he would say. Perfect. Exactly. Superb. 10, 10. We will submit so, that. So don't just read the Wikipedia page. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and honestly, there were some, I did a little bit of research just to make sure it's like, okay, are the movies I'm thinking of as true story movies, like actually true real? story movies. Yeah. And there were some that popped up that I all one always forget about. And two mm-hmm. still kind of can't believe are true stories case in point, And if this is on your list, I apologize, but like sound of music. Okay. It is sound not. of music. It's not on my list either. Um, and I do have Q's list, by the way, so I'll reveal that at the end of the episode. 
Suspense, everyone. <laughs> um, but uh, it's like Sound of Music, it you know, fantastic musical. We all love it. But it is a true story. And that family really did exist and then really did like tour the states as a singing musical yeah. family later. But like when you think of Sound of Music, I don't think anyone's like, oh, yeah, based on a true story movie, Sound no. of Music. I didn't even think about it till you pulled it up. Right. <laughs> so you brought it up. I was like, oh, I love that movie. Oh see? no! <laughs> well, see if you gotta reshuffle your list. Here's the moment. All of the listeners were also like, "Oh fuck, right? Yeah, not all about that movie." <laughs> I'll throw out some more. Lawrence of Arabia, totally a true story. What? Not on my not on my list, but Lawrence of Arabia is a hundred percent about a real diplomat that li- that lived over there. Holy shiitake mushrooms! Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Al Pacino's Dog Day Afternoon about the guy robbing the bank to get his uh, homosexual lover a sex change operation. Whoa. Also a true story. Do I need to watch that? You a thousand percent need to watch Hold that. Okay, okay, what's it called again? It's called Dog Day Afternoon. Dog Day Afternoon. That's it's, already a, a, an It's fantastic. Okay. Oh, it's great. It, it, it's awesome. It's literally, here's the whole premise of the movie. It's Al Pacino, hmm. young Al Pacino. Oh. And then... Um, Oh, I forget the other actor's name, but I'll someone will yell it at me. Uh, but they they rob a bank and they get caught in the act of robbing the bank. So it's literally the whole movie is them in a standoff inside the bank with hostages and the entirety of the New York Police Department oh outside okay. in a standoff. And it's and it's just kind of the movie and the plot and the story will come to life through the conversations mm-hmm. and the things that happen. Okay. It's fantastic. Totally should watch it. All right. I'll but again, true it. story kind of blows your mind. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right. Uh, we've gabbed enough. I think Q would probably kill us if he knew that, that we still hadn't gotten to the list. Because he wants <laughs> to hear movies. And everyone wants to hear movies. So, Mia, are you ready? Are you ready to list? Yeah. Okay. Let's list. This is where we make a list. The list. Three, two, list. Okay. Well, Mia, there are only the two of us today. So do you want to start? Do you want me to start? How it's it's the Wild West out here. What 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 do we do? I start every time. I think it would be pretty cool if you started. Okay. I love it. I I I love I love to go first. So here we go. My number five. My number five is actually a more recent movie. Okay. And it, as as I've done in the past, there were a lot of movies. Like, th- this is what I consider sort of a gut punch true mm. story movie. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of those. Like, Schindler's List could have fallen into this category. Um, I think a handful. But th- this one s- stuck with me so hard. And it was three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. The... Um, it came out like two or three years ago. Francis okay. McDormand and uh, oh fuck, what's that? Woody Harrelson. We can look uh, at that. We can look it up. The joys yeah. of the internet. I know. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this up here, my mad powers. Um, but yeah, no, the three billboards outside Ebbing, Indiana or Missouri. It's one of those. Hold on, I'm I am gonna look I feel that like up. It's Missouri. I, I feel like you're right. Yep. 
three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. You were right. Okay. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, or have you seen it? No, no I haven't okay. even heard of this. I'm I'm excited oh. to to get educated. Oh, I can't wait to educate you. Okay. <laughs> And for the listeners who haven't seen it, this was a movie. It got Oscar buzz like three or four years ago. I know it was pre-COVID, so we've all forgotten it existed. Yeah. Um, but here is basically the premise of the movie. There was a teenage girl of a family near Ebbing, Missouri, that was murdered. And oh. the the killer wasn't found because it happened late at night and in, in a rural area and whatever. Hmm. The movie takes place after that happens. And essentially the mom, played by Frances McDormand, does not mm. believe that the police in the town did enough to find out who killed her daughter. So okay. she purchased three billboards that lead into town. It was like, who killed so-and-so? Sheriff, whatever, you need to do better. Find, you know, this baby's murderer or something. Yeah. And the movie kind of revolves around the conflicts that happen because like the, the mom is still trying to find out who killed her, her daughter and holding the police chief who played by Woody Harrelson accountable. Um, Sam Rockwell is a Ooh. young, like police deputy, but he's, you know, kind of a racist douche and lives in this, you know, his own little bubble. I'm, I'm picking up different oh. things that I've seen about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It is just, but it, it's a, it's a true story, but it's not like a, yay, everything's going to be great for everybody type of thing. Yee. But it's, it stuck with me. Like the performances were really, Woody Harrelson is fantastic in it. Francis McDormand okay. is amazing. Sam Rockwell Sam as man. always. Oh man. I, I worship at the altar of Rockwell. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. Let's, we, we will attend together one day. Oh, please. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll watch um, him in anything. Well, let's let's sing the let's sing the benediction. Sam, <laughs> is someone muted? <laughs> well, my soul, Sam. <laughs> if someone had muted us for whatever reason, why they would, I don't know. I would never understand. They came back but on they that. started to li like, look, we would look like we were singing at the same time. I was just laughing and you were actually singing. So I, uh, I hope someone snapshots that and makes it their ringtone. Oh, uh, that would be pretty great. Or if Sam Rockwell listens, which I know he does, he snapshots <laughs> it and makes it his ringtone. <gasps> that would be top quality stuff. Right? Yeah. Oh, uh. So that's my number five. Yeah, that's my kind of true story, gut punch, real people, uh, everything, everything. Um, and it's more, it's again, it's more newer. I think it, I don't know if it'll stand the test of time, but mm -hmm. it definitely stuck with me. Okay. So, all right, Mia, number five. My number five is a surprise because I think most people would have this up higher on their list. And I have it on my list. It's like the, it, it's obligatory. Like, I feel mm. like my list won't even be considered if I don't have this movie on my list. Uh, and that is Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, great choice. Thank you. Thank you. That one, um, I actually didn't think it was a true story until, and hilariously enough, like two or three days ago, I saw a TikTok of the guy that Wolf of Wall Street is about. Jordan, what's his face? Was in the t yeah, yeah, I don't even remember. But he was like, tell me about a time. It, it's like when it, the TikTok has this thing where, they, where they're mm -hmm. like, 
they ask a question and then people do what's called stitching. Stitch their right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he did I'm his not own. that out of the loop, Mia. Come on. Okay, well, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm really out of the loop. The only reason I know that is the only reason I know that is because Amanda said it like probably yesterday. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> no. Just in so time. I have, I have so no was, idea how to talk dick. I know what that guy looks like now, and I feel like, oh, history has come full circle for me. <laughs> I I've think seen it, him. Here's the thing, and whether or not it invalidates my list or not, I did. I didn't have that on there. It is an honorable mention for me. But okay. the thing about it is, it that's also one of those movies. To your point, that you're like, there is no way, no way, yep. this dude is real. But also, that movie doesn't work if that dude's not real because yeah. you don't watch that movie to be like, I love this character that was created out of nothing. Like not you have all. to watch it. In the way of, well, I don't remember the guy's name, but uh, Mia, do you remember the guy who wrote that book? Like, I hope they serve beer in hell. I've he never basically, even heard of that. <laughs> I'm okay. getting so educated today. I, no, am, I don't am don't even look into it. it basically, okay. the die, guy made a career out of being a professional douchebag. But like, essentially, that's what it was. He was just like, I'm this lifestyle, and I'm gonna write memoirs about drinking and boot about boot about. It's terrible. Don't look him up. But okay, he's like okay. that guy, but for party culture. But it's okay. one of those things, like, I would hate a movie about this person if it was just being created about no one. Because I hate this person. Yeah. Like, the Wolf of yeah. Wall Street, the character that Leonardo DiCaprio plays, which he plays phenomenally. Uh, superbly. Is, yeah. Is the worst. Factually, factually the worst, guys. So, <laughs> so the worst. Oh, but man, good choice. Thank you. Thank you. Also, and I was not no one had no one had prepared me for some of the other performances. I'm I am You know how there's that actor that maybe is not everybody else's actor but for some reason does it for you when you watch them? Mm -hmm. John Bernthal mm -hmm. is that for me. Like John Bernthal really? is not everybody. Yes, not everybody's first choice, not everybody's like yeah, I'm all about I'll watch John Bernthal anything. But for whatever reason, when I see him on screen, I'm just like, this works for me. I like that. I'm enjoying myself. Here's my here's my thoughts with John Bernthal. When he is used correctly, mm. it's phenomenal. Baby Driver, yes. Wolf of Wall Street, a uh, Walking Dead, Apex Punisher. Yeah. He was born to be yell, yeah. He's broken so, his nose enough times, he's earned it. <laughs> Exactly. So, but I have also, and I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I have seen instances where he's not used correctly. It's like, that's not really for you. Yeah. When they tried yeah. to do like the love triangle stuff and walking dead, and this isn't anything against John. It's just, I don't think it's written well for the characters that he plays. Right. Well, but right. I do. I agree. He's phenomenal. I love Wolf of Wall Street. Couple reasons. One, um, Matthew McConaughey's great little, cameo the, oh, <laughs> so dumb so wasn't great that, wasn't that uh like off the like that wasn't yeah. scripted that was just something he did because he's a wonderfully weird crazy stoner yes yes he is um, and the fact that um leo was just like yeah we'll we'll do this okay fine <laughs> all right i love it the other thing and I will, I, I will stand up for this guy all day long. Oh, Jonah Hill is oh my God. great. Fuck Jonah that. Hill is fantastic. 
He's incredible. He works so Hot hard. Take. You know that man works really hard, okay? Here's, here's the thing. I know people like to rag on him, and for a while he was kind of like the typecast. Like, oh, that fat guy. Like, it, mm-hmm. he's hilarious in Accepted, like his early movies. He's hilarious yeah. and super bad, of course. But the stuff he has done, like Moneyball and Wolf of Wall Street, yep. directing mid-90s, some of the things that he's been able to accomplish and do and lead and produce, he does not get the credit he is due. He does And he does I not. now listen, I hope him and Leo, I think, are really good friends, which I think is super cool. I hope he's a nice guy. It's he seems to be. If he turns oh, out to be cool. a giant ass, then maybe I'll take back some nice things I'll say. But listen, I'll stand behind that guy. Because he is a creative force and he, he works really, really his is. ass off. You're right. He works his ass off. He does. All right. I'm going to go into number four. So, do it. Mia, are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. Number four is more of a classic. And oh. it's one of those that, as I was thinking about it, it just felt really natural that it had to be on my list. Um, and it's Goodfellas. Okay, that was an honorable mention for me. Oh, man. Ray Liotta. I mean, the whole cast, but I mean, Ray Liotta and Joe specifically, like they, there are so many iconic performances, you know, like, oh, like a clown, like, haha, you like make you laugh, haha. And then <laughs> uh, there's, oh, it's so good. And, and, but the fact that it is, that it is completely based off of a memoir of a real gangster, like Ray Liotta's character. The guy who narrates the movie. Yeah. That's all like memoir narration from a real gangster. Okay. Oh, now I need to like rewatch yeah. it. Yeah. Like, but I thought it was like a new Like Godfather, thing. like based yeah. on a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. take a couple like mob bosses and kind of give you a sense of what this era is like. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, no. Some of the names I think were changed and things like that, but okay. essentially it is based straight off of. Um, a memoir. The memoir oh. of that of Ray Liotta's character, and I even think the the first line of the movie is like, my, "All my life, I dreamed of being a gangster." I think it's directly from the novel. Can um, I just say that that needs to be in a song, like that opening line? They probably uh, have to pay so much um, money to get that line taken out and put it into a song. But can you imagine? Uh, probably. Can you just imagine that just that line and then it starts? I feel like it belonged more like in 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 the 90s, you know, a 90s rap yeah. song instead. But it would I feel like that opening would be really badass or like in the middle of a it just sounds like it fits into something like that. I'm being weird, but yeah. No, no, no. I agree with you. And I honestly think there's a lot of bands I listen to that will just pull movie samples into mm-hmm. their like ambience and I love it. I looked up the guy's name. His name was Nicholas Pelegi or Pelegi, uh, but he's the guy who wrote it. But yeah, okay. I mean, just just going through the cast like De Niro, Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci, uh, mm-hmm. Lorraine Bracco. It's just oh, it's so good. Frank Vincent. That's like an the whole cast. cast right there. And it is just it's one of the best mafia movies. It's one of the best gangster movies. It's Martin Scorsese kind of at his best. And mm-hmm, for me mm-hmm. to nerd out a little bit. The opening tracking shot. Oh, my God. I love a good... Mia, this is something you may not know about me. I am in love with a good tracking shot. Tracking shot is like... It it just keeps going, going, going. It's same Mm. camera, same movement, all following. Okay, okay. Yeah, single shot. um, 
and actually, one of the guys who was really, really good at this. Did you ever see the uh, Birdman the old film? Pride and... So what? Oh, Bird. Oh. Well, Birdman. Yes, Birdman <laughs> was done in that whole concept. But okay. um, but did you ever did you ever see the old Pride and Prejudice movie with Keira Knightley? Yes, I actually saw okay. that like a couple of months ago for the first time ever. It's very good, right? It is. Okay, you know the scene when they're at that house party and the camera's just following her around the party yes. and it never cuts. It just kind of moves around and like Goes, floats yeah. behind her for like a full three or four minutes. Mm -hmm. That's a tracking shot. Okay. And Goodfellas opens with ones and it opens with a fantastic one. It's like a good four or five minutes long, but it's Ray Liotta just walking down the street yeah. into this club, downstairs, through crowds of people, to the booth with all the gangsters and it's just that's him narrating. Oh, it's, it's it? sexy. It's sexy <laughs> as hell. I love it. Um, so that's my number four. And, uh, and that's why it's my number four. It's a classic, but it's also like, it's an, it's a big long movie. It's not one. I'm just going to sit and be like, hooray. Yeah. I, so my number four is the imitation yeah. game. Ooh, I liked that movie a whole lot. Cumberbatch I is liked, I did fun. too. Like a lot of the movies that I picked had some semblance of an impact on me. Like Wolf of Wall Street was just so fucking bananas. I was like, are we sure this was based on a real story? Is it like super loosely based? Because this is freaking crazy. But oh, the I imitation know. game, I, I loved. I just, that cast was great. I really enjoy watching Bendy Hoot Cumberbort do anything. <laughs> He's just de absolutely delightful to watch on screen. Speaking of Keira Knightley. Um... Yes. Yeah, that too. Her character there, while while rather quote-unquote mild, had the impact it was meant to have. Um, I loved that they dove a little bit into uh, I can't I can't even remember. I should have like written it down because I was, you know, re you know, going over everything last night, making sure everything is where I sure. wanted it to be. And so uh, sure. imi imitation game, I can't remember the guy's name that it was about, and I feel so bad. But Oh oh I I'll look it up. I was actually looking it up because it was Alan Turing. Turing Alan machine. Turing, yes. Oh, the Turing test. That's that was mm -hmm. yes, okay. Test. It was all about that. Going. The other guy who I couldn't remember who's in that movie, but his name I couldn't remember is Matthew Good, the dude from like Downton Abbey and, and all those shows. Okay, he was yeah. really good at it. He was Hugh in that movie. Okay. Um, he was really but, good at it. But uh, yeah, again, I mean Benedict, I I I I love. And you know, I I'm not usually a sucker for like a period envelop piece, like okay, war yeah. movies and things like that. I totally get because of the story and the context, but yeah. I, you know, depends on the movie after that. This okay. one like sucked me in. I was real invested in one, just him as a person touring. Mm -hmm. He's an interesting person. Yes. And two, I'd always, you know, at being an avid sci-fi reader, you hear about Alan Turing and the Turing test or, yep. you know, machines advancing beyond AI intelligence based on the Turing model. And mm -hmm. and it was fun to kind of get history and backstory and details about that. And and about him, like the, yeah. they, they stepped in a little bit about, um, you know, him being gay and how mm -hmm. how that was kind of manifesting. I loved, look, one of my favorite scenes is when, like after he and Kira got married or, or right before, I can't quite remember, but he's like, understand this is who I am. She's like, I could give a shit less. Just 
be with me. You do whatever you yeah. want. I just, this gives me the life that I want. So just stay mm -hmm. here with me. You can have your life. I can have my life. And we can just be a unit. And I was like. See, that's a partnership. So that's an option. So that's an <laughs> option. <laughs> History setting precedent. Yes. Um, I. Well, it's also, I mean, there's, I think, a little bit of that in the Freddie Mercury, like the Queen movie as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, because obviously, you know, Freddie Mercury uh, was was gay, and but he was also married for a long time, and I, and there was, you know, I think there was a scene of that conversation basically between them in the movie. But what I also appreciated about Imitation Game, and again, I'm speaking so far outside my realm and my sandbox and my area of context, but like uh -huh. I appreciate it when movies that deal with characters that were either gay or were homosexual was a part of their narrative mm -hmm. that aren't just like, look at this gay guy. He was so gay. He was yeah. so gay guy. Like this was kind of like, this is part of who he was and it had mm -hmm. these effects on him, but it's right. not like Benedict, could you wear a purple sash or something? Like I just appreciated I, yes. the way they integrated that, they were very delicate about it into his narrative biography mm -hmm. as opposed to being like look at this thing yes yes also the real life i don't need that you, you don't need what i don't need like i don't need it to be like put on display like a circus and i was like yeah mm -hmm. he was a scientist he was gay that probably wasn't cool at that time let's see how that played out like don't make it a circus it doesn't need to yeah yeah well that i mean there's there's like we could talk about that all day but. I know. <laughs> and this is not that. This is a comedy. Hashtag comedy podcast. Let's not yeah. get serious. <laughs> Hold on. What would Q say? I would say like this. Blah, 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 blah. All right. We're back into silly territory. Let's go. <laughs> I also I also really loved um, just to get just just a little dash of seriousness towards the end. The character I cannot remember, but his brother was on one of the ships. Mm -hmm. And like. Mm -hmm getting the impact of their real decisions like yeah. and how that would affect people and affect the war and just like mm -hmm. if they if they would have attempted to save that one person everything would have gotten royally oh, i know and i hate like i hate it's that uh what's the old trolley car uh, mm -hmm. experiment i hate that i hate anything that puts you in that and star trek does that as well i forget the name of the star trek thing yeah. but there is a the impossible choice test that they make mm -hmm. all captains go through the uh, mashan arani that is wrong but it's yeah. something like that okay. um oh man that's 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 a good choice all I, right. I actually enjoy it when i watch movies where the villain makes the good character do mm -hmm. like pick like in um yeah. in the bat the batman which batman was that one um batman forever for, with riddler where he's gonna drop nicole kidman and uh chris o'donnell on i the thought joker where it's either oh. harvey or <laughs> the answer <laughs> yours, is still was, yes. yours was way better than mine uh, yours <laughs> was so much better why did i go to one of the worst. I mean, I love the Riddler one, Batman Forever. But why did I, I not pick the Dark Knight? I am embarrassed. I I just enjoy I'm that. Embarrassed. No, don't be embarrassed. But the answer is isn't yes, and it isn't no. Yeah, it's like Literally both. It's yes and. It's neither. 
Yeah, it's the yeah. answers like what what a hero would do. Mm -hmm. uh, so speaking you go, that's of my number four. Um, <laughs> speaking of, I'll actually move into my number three because okay. you were talking about villains and choices and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. My number three revolves a lot around that because my number three is the social network. <gasps> I still haven't seen that. And that's, it's totally, I know we talked about it not, I think yes. a month or so ago, I forget when, but I remember us talking about it and I remember you mentioning that. I am putting it on here, one, as an encouragement for you to see it, yes. but two, is it's just such a fascinating story about something that is both very specific and also a lot bigger than, mm -hmm. excuse me, than the story it's telling. Um, I, I love David Fincher. As a director, I think, uh, you know, Fight Club, it was an adolescent favorite oh my God, of mine. Yes. Uh, but even, fr I mean, since then, the stuff that he's done with true stories, I mean, like, again, Social Network and uh, Mindhunter on, uh, on Netflix, Mank mm -hmm. that he just directed, I very much enjoyed. It's just the Social Network just fires on all cylinders. The music is great from Trent Reznor. The acting is fantastic. And it's like, wow, Justin Timberlake's one of the big stars, and he does really good in it. Oh, and does that he? Was that was surprising. Now, okay. in all fairness to Justin, I don't have anything necessarily against him. Not mm -hmm. the strongest of actors, but sure. he's basically playing a rich white douche in the movie. And so he just can play an arrogant rich guy very well because he's been around them his whole life. Facts. And he might, he might <laughs> actually also be one. And so, like, so it wasn't, like, a huge stretch, which I also think is, you know, why Jesse Eisenberg was phenomenally cast in his role oh, as yes. Mark Zuckerberg. And then... He's very the underrated. Agreed. Well, underrated in certain roles. Yes. Like, I don't think he could come out and be, like, Rambo or anything. I believe him... No. I believe him to the degree that I believe Michael Sarah. Like, there's a range of things that you can do that I'm all mm -hmm. on board for. Yeah, but you got to really work to get outside of that for me. Right. Um, but man, yeah, the, and uh, but Andrew Garfield in it is phenomenal. Like he is a, a wonderkin in that movie. It's one of the ones that made me think, like, okay, anything Andrew Garfield really decides to do, I'm going to give a shot to, or at least th go into positively because that okay. kid, Except, damn, uh, uh, not always him. come out positively like the Spider-Man movies. No, no, but he. <laughs> that was why I was so depressed about not really depressed, but that's why I was bummed about those Spider-Man movies. Cause it was yeah. like, you're really good. And you and Emma Stone have really good chemistry. And yeah. I like, like what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So that's my number three, the social network. Everybody go see it. It's crazy that it happened and that we still like are Use using <laughs> all things that are from that movie. Like it's, it's crazy. Well then, mine, my number three, you think has a villain until you realize it doesn't. Yes. Not really. Are and we the villain? No. Oh, is society the villain? No. Oh. My oh. number three is a beautiful mind. Oh, insanity is the villain. Yes. <laughs> That's man versus you, self. <laughs> man, you know what, Mia? Hmm. Kudos. That hey. didn't even come up for me in my head, and it should have. Oh wow. 
and and not for anything against that movie. I remember yeah. really, really liking that movie. Russell Crowe's pretty great in it. Um, and then, um, oh shit, you talk about the movie. It's your choice. Je- so Jennifer Connelly, and then and then yes. one of my. I make a joke about this all the time, but I have like what I call the husband line. And it's like a short list of celebs that if they approached me and said, let's go right now, I would say, bye-bye, I'm going. Okay. And the list is very eclectic. A lot of choices, a lot of people wouldn't pick. And an honorable mention, he's not really on my list, but I would certainly debate it. Oh my God, yes. If Ed Harris (laughs) was like, you know what? I, I think this would be great. I'd be like, I don't care if it isn't. I'm going. <laughs> if honestly, if Ed Harris came to me, I was like, I want you to rub my bald head. I'd be like, yes, Ed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's my <laughs> birth. <laughs> it's Father's Day. Oh, my God. I just I just love like I enjoy Russell Crowe in movies for sure. sure he he was in one of the greatest movies of our time, Gladiator. Yes, all okay. of that stuff. Master but, and Commander um, underrated. He's good in it. I I watched that. I actually watched that one, and I really enjoyed it. Right. Um, the other one, but Ed Harris is the man that I will like. If you present to me a movie, you say Ed Harris is in it, then I'm watching it. Yeah. I'm He's just great. I'm just going I mean, to do it, and he doesn't you seen even have like, things. What? Have you seen Needful Things? No. What is Ooh, that? Okay. It's a Stephen King book adaptation. And is Ed it Harris, scary? Kinda. But it's more like Ed Harris unraveling a mystery. Okay. So essentially it takes place in a small town in Maine, believe it or not, for Stephen King. And the devil moves into town and opens like uh, like an antique shop. But essentially... And oh. it, but essentially, he's there to seed destruction through the town. So he gives like, hey, I know, hey, there's this like Elvis figurine mm-hmm. that you thought you broke from your mother's house that you felt guilty of your whole life. I just happen to have it. All you have to do is go throw paint on this fence over here. And she was like, okay, whatever. But then that kicks off like a riot between two families that that woman didn't know about. And Ed Harris is the sheriff of the area and has to like figure it all oh, out. Oh snap. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, man. Okay. Just, well, I'm definitely just good. Ha- just good. All that Harris, Stephen King, you know, Yeah, I need, I need a little dose of that, but his role in this movie, first off, I watched this when I was really young. So I was extra invested in whatever Ed Harris was trying to make Russell Crowe do. I was like, I don't, I don't know who it is. I, I want to know. I hope he figures it out. He's got all the papers. He's doing all the work. Yeah. Who is he? Also, also Paul Bettany. An invisible Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany's the mental image of his friend. Oh, my thinks. God. Vision. He's Vision. He... Uh, Oh my God, my mind just got blown because I totally forgot. I, I just like was so focused on some of the other aspects. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, Paul Bettany is the uh, the friend who he thinks is helping him, but turns out to be uh, invisible and just a, a figure of his Oh, craziness. I need to rewatch it again. And then, but then Paul Bettany's like, I have vision. And he's like, what? <laughs> what? I am what? a vision of your imagination. Right. I just, I, the amount of 
effed I was after I watched that movie as a child oh. when I realized he was just going crazy and seeing things. I was like, oh, man, it was the first time that I realized your brain could totally just fuck you up mm -hmm. and it could mess up your your entire life. Like you're watching Jennifer Connelly do her best as a wife to yeah. just like embrace her husband and love him. But she is she's, she's also losing her mind watching mm -hmm. him lose his. And so it was. I, I was I think it was so much more impactful because I was younger and it was my first dose of mental illness. Yeah. And what that looked like. And then not too long after I watched Girl Interrupted and I have just been effed oh, ever man. since that. So well, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. It, Girl Interrupted is actually because that was, you know, 90s. And then, oh. um, you know, Beautiful Mind after that. There's a handful of that have really approached mental illness in, I think, good, correct, yeah. educational, like, ways and that is one of those because the whole movie is is about that gut punch of this whole time you're like rooting for him you're like yeah the mystery mm -hmm. yeah. the mystery you're like close you're like right there and then at the end you're like wow i got invested in it. like that's how easy it was mm -hmm. to get invested in it. oh it's and then um there's another one um there's a robin williams movie about him like working with like coma patients that's really good it's old old robin williams movie okay like okay. the enlightening or something like that but again all very good all mm -hmm. worth everyone's time beautiful mind spent phenomenal choice yes well i think about right now q would kill us if we didn't take a commercial break so well, let's let's take a pause we've gotten through the top die. three we'll go into these fantastic sponsors and we'll come back and do our top two and then i will reveal q's list before we do our our collab okay all right after these messages we'll be doing more stuff hey q hey jay has this ever happened to you? You're sitting in a business meeting and the boss says, hey, does anybody out there have any good ideas? And you're like, I've got a good idea, but you don't say anything and you just sit there. Has that ever happened to you, Q? No way, man. That's never happened to me. Oh, God! Oh, I'm on fire! Oh, my pants just instantly burst into flame! You know, that never would have happened if he was wearing Liar Liar brand fireproof pants. We've been making fireproof pants for primarily lawyers since the 1930s. When we found out that the old myth of liar liar pants on fire wasn't something that just little boys and girls told other little boys and girls to scare them into telling the truth, it turns out that no, no, no. Our bodies have a chemical band balance when we lie. It only happens around the back of our knees, catching our pants on fire as we lie our pants off. So we've come to fix that. Liar liar fireproof pants. Don't be like Q. How you doing over there, Q? Oh God, I can't feel any of the skin on my legs! <laughs> That's right. Liar, liar, fireproof pants. Hey. Do you like dicks? Are you in to dicks? Have you ever tasted a dick? Boy. Do I have something for you? Have you been sitting around wondering what the fuck Andy Dick has been doing with his life? Just like the rest of us. Just like the rest of us. Perfect. 
because I'll tell you, Andy Dick, <coughs> part-time comedian and full-time 80s heartthrob, is no, is no longer on the entertainment scene. No, no. He went to France to study with some of the top chefs. Gordon Ramsay, get the fuck out of here. We're talking names you can't even pronounce. And just, just like... <laughs> just like some of his fellow entertainment former superstar brethren, he's decided to open his own restaurant. We're talking high-end French gourmet cuisine. We're talking foie gras. We're talking la petite steaks. We're talking asparagus. <laughs> Andy Dick's Dickhole, the finest in French dining. All right. Those sponsors were amazing. They're not as the amazing. Best. They're not as amazing as Project Hyphen Nerd, uh, who everyone should go and visit and hang out and listen to other things. But they were pretty great. Pretty. All great. right. Mia, I'm really excited because everything so far has been uh, amazing. And Q's always like, oh, Mia, you're picking things that are surprising to me. <laughs> he and, does say that, though. <laughs> and but this time... You're right on the money. So unless you're just shocking me with two and one, I can't wait to see where we're going. But I'm going to do my number two first. Okay. My number two is actually one we've talked about, not on this show, but okay. on in, in High Five lore. Uh, it's a one I know that we all enjoy. And we've also already talked about the lead actor because hmm. you mentioned him in one of your movies. Oh. My number two is Catch Me If You Can. Aha! That was the other, it had, to, one of the Leo's movies has to be mm -hmm. on people's lists, okay? I, man, my goodness, this movie, okay, and true story, this one was fluctuating between one and two mm -hmm. until, like, right before we started recording, <laughs> because, because, listen, the one that I picked for number one, I just think is a better made film. Okay. But okay. it's even hard to say that because this is Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, and Leonardo DiCaprio at their damn oh, finest. Yeah. Yep. It Top is so it. fun. I can sit and watch this movie and really enjoy it from beginning to end. It's one of those, like, if I see it on TV, I'm like, I can leave this on until dinner time. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's that. It's such a good, candy, well-made. It's, it's got everything you want. And I'm yeah. saying that should be my number one. Um, but it's just a personal thing at that. But, but man, but this is the epitome of, I cannot believe this happened. Mm -hmm. I cannot mm -hmm. believe that the story behind catch me, if you can, like the guy messing the with like figuring, out, like the figuring out the, the code on the, the checks and doing the thing to give him the window of time to bounce between it. Insane. And then, <laughs> and then he ends up working for the FBI at the end of it. And it's all true. And it's all true. I just, it is the epitome of, I cannot believe this happened. And I, that's why it's really, really high on my list and why mm -hmm. it's fluctuating all over the place. You know, I've seen, I've seen the entire premise of that real story used in other films and specifically TV shows, like in mm -hmm. the show Criminal Minds, mm -hmm. uh, the female character Garcia, who does all of right. the hacking. 
she yeah, was yeah. constantly trying to hack the FBI and Aaron <laughs> was like, all right, so you can either do one of two things. <laughs> you can go to jail or, or work for us. But I love that this actually happened. Like it may be <laughs> all of those are from the fact that this guy was able to do that. And I think it's true because uh, Transformers uses it as well. The Transformers like, it? we're going to get all these hackers. We all, we know That's that you right. were these hackers and you hacked into blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. No, oh, I, yeah that, whose performance do you enjoy more? Uh, Leo's or Tom's? Because I have my answer. Ooh. Ooh, I know. It's real difficult, isn't it? As much as it pains me to say it, probably Leo's because okay. he's doing okay. so much, many different ones. While Tom Hanks is unbelievably accessible and relatable and a fleshed out human Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. his character. Like all of his motivations are very clear and acted and valid. And and Tom Hanks is fantastic. But Leo is like, he's a doctor and he's a flight attendant and he's a teenager and he's a college kid and he's Mm -hmm. a criminal on the run. He's a dude running a money laundering warehouse yeah. He is, and he, and it's believable through the whole thing. So yeah, I got to go with Leo on that one. Got to. Okay. For me, it's Tom. For me, it's Tom. I think it's, I think because, um, so, so the reason why this mo- movie wasn't on my list is because it was not as, uh, I wa- I think I just watched it at the wrong time. It wasn't mm-hmm. as engaging for me to watch, <laughs> excuse me, as it has been for so many uh, sure. other people in our, in our mutual age group. Um, but anytime that I have seen it, it's always been, I, I just, I'm a sucker for cops who are, who like respect the game, hate it, but they respect it. And so he, he hates Leo's character, but he's like, God, he's so good. Man, those scenes (laughs) of them in the airport near the end Uh are just so good between the two Uh of them. And, you know, to your point, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll give Tom, like, the, the modicum credit. of the credit that he definitely deserves. But the fact that his straight man character to Leo's wildly characteristic con man. Yeah. Able to anchor the movie. But the fact that he's not so bland that it yep. makes him not, like as interesting of a character the fact that he holds his own in scenes with leo where leo is a character and he is not is very yeah. impressive so i guess the easiest it's so way to easy to get lost in in the sauce of a great actor like mm-hmm. leo especially when he's been given a character that is so complex and yes so- it's big he's throwing yes. money in the air and it's yeah. big what he's doing is big and tom isn't and he's but he captures simple. you when he's on that scene, mm-hmm. when he's in those scenes. He's simple. Tommy Lee Jones is able to do that too. Yeah. Okay. Number ones. My All number right. two. Oh, you're number two. I need your I number two. You're right. You're so used to me going first that so you win. I am. Like, I am. <laughs> I got I got lost in history. That's okay. My so my number two, I think we may have talked about it before. Oh um, yeah? Yeah, I think I think so. I'm trying to remember, but my number two is Aaron Brockovich. I had that on my list of uh, honorable mentions. It was one of those. And I almost referenced it when I was talking about gut punch movies, 
but that one actually has it has it but it also has a happy ending so it wasn't as much that but yes aaron brockovich go but very good choice so from from a female perspective watching a woman walk in unapologetically who the fuck she is and no one's going to tell her otherwise yeah uh coming in with all the heart and soul just being i have goosebumps right now just being like Uh i'm taking care of these people i'm doing this no one else Mm -hmm. is going to try to step in i have put the work in what numbers do you need, bitch? I got it for you. You want it? I'll deliver. <laughs> like, I just, the, uh, every scene where she's sitting at a table across from other people, just, oh, I still have goosebumps. It's just delectable to watch. And it's it's still, even now, I, I enjoy watching Julia Roberts, but just the bite that is in that yeah. movie, that she has in that movie, is just delicious to see on screen. I'm like, oh, her character is just incredible. And it was also the very first time that I ever met Aaron Eckhart. You know? Yeah. Is that his name? Right? That's his name, right? No, no. That's his name. I'm trying to remember the first time I – I think it was Aaron Brockovich the first time I saw. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the first time I took notice of Aaron, um, okay. Aaron Eckhart. Okay. I think that was Thank You for Smoking. Um, I the one I that remember that movie. That was one of his earlier ones. It was like an indie kind of political okay. lobbyist okay. drama, but good. It's it's good, but he leads it and he carries it. Um, okay. Man, this yeah. Movie... Aaron, the thing of I I wane on Julia Roberts. I'll be completely okay. on, and I may get. I don't want to get lynched or pitchforked for that. No, I think at no. the height of her powers, mm-hmm. she was phenomenal, and when she nails yeah. it, she nails it. But I think somewhere around ninety nine. Mm-hmm. 2001 she sort of stopped trying as hard and sort of bought into the I'm Julia Roberts hype. Yep. And I think that was a detriment to the things that she created, not the fact that she couldn't do them, but yeah. I think it just dampened some of and honestly the height of it was Ocean's 13 when she played herself. Herself, yeah. Not herself. I uh, I was herself like this is it was like literally staring into Julia Roberts' belly button and seeing your own eyeball stare back at you. It was like, the <laughs> fuck are we doing? It's like, is this is this real life or is this like Philip K. I'm a dickhead stuff going on? Like, yeah, I just feel she didn't uh, get hungry anymore, and that's the difference between actresses like her and actresses like uh, oh god, no no no, she is literally the greatest actress of our time. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Yes. See, you knew. Meryl Streep is still, she might get stuff handed to her and she could be like, no, she probably doesn't even have to audition anymore. But she's still hungry. She still Mm -hmm. wants to work. And she comes out and she fucking delivers. Now, there are, I will say, there have been some Meryls in the last handful of years that Mm -hmm. there's one about her like going back to her high school reunion as a punk band singer or something. Mm -hmm. Some of them haven't, or there's the one where she's like really bad at singing and everyone tells her she's really good. Because she's a rich oh debutante God. or something. Yes. That one wasn't awesome. But she is always a thousand percent doing her damnedest. In her role. Oh, yeah. And so I will never begrudge Meryl because she is a, she's nope. just a treasure. She really is. But back to, back to, back to my number two. Yes. It's from, I needed to see a woman do that when I was younger. Especially mm-hmm. since uh, all of the jobs that I have now are really unconventional. Right. Um, and uh, 
even require an unconventional way of dressing. So mm-hmm. just she was in a typical place and was atypical within it and didn't right. care. And I needed to see that because it's 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 just very empowering for me to watch that performance and still is even now. Well, and so and and, and that is word. why, and no, and I'm agree. I agree with you a hundred percent. I think I think that performance and what they were able to do because a mm. lot of times what happens, and again speaking outside my sandbox, and I apologize, but I hope I hope you can concur is that. Anytime a woman in a role like that is presented with that strength, it's always like, oh, look at that bitch. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Aaron Brockovich, while she runs up against that, yeah. handles that and is then visually showing how a confident someone can step past that hurdle. That is Absolutely. a real unfortunate reality. Um, and so I, I think that is also good to your point of, you being able to see that is like, well, man, everyone thinks she's a bitch because she's super strong. Yeah. But that also doesn't phase her. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I can make it happen. I love <laughs> it. Okay. We're here. We're at, we're at the number ones. Yee! All right. My number one, like I said, it flip-flopped back and forth. But ultimately, I landed at this as my number one because one, I, I just, I think it's spectacularly made. And mm-hmm. everybody in it is is just a thousand percent firing on every cylinder. And my number one is Zodiac. Really? Yeah. I love that movie. I love, I, I love that movie. I, you know, honestly, like Jake, I think it's one of Jake Gyllenhaal's best performances. Mark Ruffalo and Robert Downey Jr. Is like, it's, it's, it's a Robert Downey Jr. Performance where I'm not thinking about him as Iron Man. Um, I or love even anything him as being Robert Downey. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm still saying like you're kind of Tony Stark still, but that like in that performance he's not. You know, we've already talked about you know David Lynch as a director, mm-hmm. um, and it's I I just think it's a movie I can sit and watch for two hours and forty five minutes and not realize I'm watching it for two hours and forty five minutes. It's two it hours is a and forty five minutes. It's somewhere up there. It is massively oh. long. Um. It's one that I can always go back to and find things to appreciate, but again, Mm -hmm. hits all the checkboxes of one, it's a true story. I can't believe that it's a true story. It's Mm -hmm. a fantastically well done film, but it also has staying power because like we are still talking about Zodiac, like just weeks ago, they cracked more of his code or the whole code. Yeah. Yeah. Like just weeks ago, we're still talking about it. And again, I just, I, to me, it's a near perfect film mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and I love horror stuff. I love true crime stuff. So oh, yeah. that's why for me, it landed as the number one spot when I could easily flip that between catch me if you can mm-hmm. uh, is, you know, cause it's not quite as dark as yeah. Zodiac, <laughs> but I like, lo- I like the darkness. True life is full of darkness and that movie, mm-hmm. man. And the scene with Jake Gyllenhaal in the basement. With the guy walking up, oh, so good, so good. It's so <laughs> good. Bits and pieces of it. So I, I actually have some semblance of what you're talking about. Yeah. So I get it. I do. I, I definitely need to watch it from beginning to end, though. Oh man, it's uh, it is. Oh, it's fantastic. Okay, it's fantastic enough to be my number one. So, <laughs> yes. All right, what so, do you got? 
My number one is on the entire opposite spectrum of your number one. Yours is Angry Birds, the movie. What? Angry Birds, the movie. I, for some reason, think of that as the complete opposite of Zodiac. (laughs) That's so funny. No, mine is The Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, good one. Happiness with a Y. Yeah. Which I love it. I was thinking to myself, because every time I see it spelled like that, I think of this meme. None of this has anything to do with the movie. It's just a, a, a passing thought. This meme where someone's like, you can't spell happiness without Oh wait. There's no I in happiness. That's what it was. And someone underneath <laughs> was yelling, it is if you fucking spell it right. And it just, <laughs> I, the way I read it, it makes it so funny. Uh, that, I like that. Thank you. The, um, the performance by Will Smith was very unconventional for me since mm-hmm. I've watched him do so many more comedic and actiony based movies. Yeah, he's usually like a very alpha character. Yes. Yes. Um so seeing him be <clears throat> vulnerable was mm-hmm. so beautiful to me. Yeah. I and especially since roles for people of color and especially black men it's there's there's not a lot of vulnerability in the roles that they they are offered Mm -hmm. let alone cast for right um so seeing him as a vulnerable character and as the focus the lead of the movie um and that the the uh, man that the movie is based off of was able to accomplish so much to have granted someone write a a, a screenplay and all that other stuff a, a script excuse me and to have it move forward, I just, from beginning to, from beginning, literally that man's story all the way to the end, me watching the movie about his story, I thought was, was just so beautiful. And I, I love uh, Tandy Newton as well. Oh, she, oh, she, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually pronounced and I, I'm I think gonna it is. Look it up again. I'm pretty sure it's Tandy Newton. But she came out with the actual correct spelling and pronunciation because oh, there's did some she? letters taken off. Yeah. Um, oh, so oh no. I need to relook that up so I can actually I'm say. Gonna, it I'm going to look I'm it so up. So I, yeah. Well, I um, see. I see. There's like a T. It's T H A N D I W E. Is it and the W E? This is the W. Because the W wasn't there before. It used to just. I think it's still pronounced. I think it's still pronounced Tandy, though. Tandy? Okay. Well, I hope I hope so. Otherwise, I'm really sorry. But even just watching her performance and just the struggle, the hunger that you see in the character and, the and like, the tears. And, of course, you know, he and Jada made really cute babies. <laughs> so this so little, little version of Jaden Smith was just adorable to watch, too, is all of it was really great. One, I love the fact that they used father-son. Uh, yes. Sometimes that doesn't work. I think it mm-hmm. did work in this one. Um, mm-hmm. And I have to update and correct us. I read into the trivia that it's okay. pronounced Tandiwe. Tandiwe. Okay. Mm-hmm. It says pronounced Tandiwe. Okay. So Tandiwe Newton. Tandiwe Newton. So awesome. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that's a great choice. Honestly, I. Uh, it's nice to see happy ones on there. Most of the time, yes. like based on true story movies are things like, you know, Zodiac or yeah. three billboards or whatever. And there are definite elements of the pursuit of happiness that are gut punchy and sad. But I think the ultimate message and the ultimate 
takeaway from that movie is a good one. And so I love it. I love that. Do you want to hear what cues was before? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) So uh, Q sent me this list. He sent it, he connected it to a pigeon and he sent it to me from the Peace Corps base in, um, in Ghana, where he is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, but here's here's Q's list. His number five is Apollo 13. So he's, um, that is not he's doing some Tom Hanks as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, his number four is also Goodfellas. So oh me and God. him share number four of Goodfellas. Yay. Okay. Um, his number three was one neither of us talked about. And I... Uh, we may have to ask him on the next episode to talk a little bit about it because his okay. number three is uh, a- another Tom. It's Tom Cruise, and it's Rain Man. <gasps> that was an honorable mention on mine. It was? Okay, so yes! neither of us talked about it in the episode, but he obviously wanted to. It was his number three. He loves that movie, apparently. Okay. He's like, I love me some Rain Man. I'm going to go to the casino. <laughs> That's exactly what he sounds like when he says That's it. That's exactly what he sounds like, guys. Just go um, okay. back and listen to the previous podcast. You'll see. You'll see. You'll see. Uh, number two, his number two is Zodiac. Okay. So we flip that. And his okay. number one is Catch Me If You Can. No way. Okay. Okay. So one and two maybe have to, and since he's not here, I'm going to say Zodiac is number one. <laughs> so let's, let me, hold up, hold up. Let's get, let's get this too. Yeah, let's get the, let's get the combined list. Um, okay, so... So, I am thinking, here's what I'm thinking right now, and you can push back, but since you and I both shared Zodiac and Catch Me If You Can, Mm -hmm. then I'm flipping those at one and two. And mainly, Zodiac is is number one because he's not here and can't push back. And then (laughs) Pursuit of Happiness is number three, just immediately. It was your number one, super strong. Since four... Yeah, we shared four as Goodfellas, and then I was going to let you pick number five. Okay. Um, so that could be uh, what uh, man, What was your number two? Um, uh, Aaron Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich. Uh, if you want Aaron Brockovich on there, um, Q had mentioned Rain Man, and you had said that was an honorable mention. Um, and I had mentioned the social network up there. So I would say Aaron Brockovich or any of the others that you would want as number five, total, total good selection. So read us back our collective number fives. This is this is a really good uh, this is a really good list. It's very varied. None of none of them are like the others. So I'm real excited. I love about this it. List. Ready? Yes. Our top five true movies based on true stories. At number five, we have Aaron Brockovich. Woo-hoo. At number four, we have The Goodfellas. At number yeah. three, we have The Pursuit of Happiness. At number two, we have Catch Me If You Can. And at number one, we have Zodiac. Oh, I like that. That is None of those are like the other. And it's so great. So we've got like real, real true story, like modern drama, social Mm -hmm. drama, Aaron Brockovich. We've got Gangster Time with uh, Goodfellas. We've got The Pursuit of Happiness, which is an uplifting power of humanity story. Catch Me If You Can is the fun, fun summer blockbuster. And Zodiac is like the masterpiece, true crime, drama, prestige. What, what people think when they think of true story yeah. film. Oh, man. This is a good one. Q is going to be so unhappy that he missed this. Uh, I 
I think that's, uh, you know, we'll send him over, you know, we'll let our, uh, you know, guys, obviously everyone who's listening, please let Q know that he missed a fantastic episode. Tweet, tweet at him. Uh, You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. We're also on the tweeters, but don't use it as much. Um, But also, you got to check us out on project-nerd.com with all of our friends. And you got to tell all of our friends that Q missed an amazing episode. You got to make fun of them. And he'll be like, why are you making fun of me like this? Uh, and and we'll tell them, just like, that's because you missed it. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, follow all of the Project Nerd other shows. We've got shows about tabletop gaming. We've got shows about modern sex. We've got shows about going to cons once we can get out again. So anything you want over there, we've got it. Um, Mia, is there anything you want to plug before we head off into the sunset tonight? Um, No, but you can find me where you've always been able to find me on. Oh my God, my brain. My brain on Every Instagram, model? on Twitter, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and um, my Patreon. Mm-hmm. Those are all under at the Every Model. But don't forget, we have ours. Yep. High five, colon the podcast on Patreon as well. Give us your money's please. And we'll give you extra shows. There's actually a big extra, archive of stuff extra. on there right now uh, that you can just start listening through if, if you join up. It's not very much money, guys. Come on. No. Um, but that's it. That's our show today. Thank you all for joining. And we cannot wait to talk to you next week here on High Five, colon, the podcast. Bye. This podcast has been based on a true story. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E T-H-E P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. <sighs> Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast. On Twitter at high the number five the podcast. Instagram at high five the podcast. Or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? Farting your skeleton out of your body? (laughs) Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.